you know, I'm, I do pinch myself to think that you know, we are where we are today. Um, but in the same vein to, to what you mentioned, it's I believe we are just scratching the surface. You know, it's it's great that we, you know, we're in the tens of millions of revenue and that we're helping you know millions of people. But the reality is, is that there are hundreds of millions of consumers around the world in collections at any point in time. Welcome to Fintech Fun. Fintech Fun is a podcast where Australian fintechs come to share their stories. Hi, it's Chris Titley here as part of the Fintech Fun podcast, joined by Josh Foreman, founder and CEO of Indebted over the phone. Josh, thanks so much, mate, for being part of this series. Thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, let's talk Indebted, uh, a business which um, is probably not mainstreamly well-known from a consumer point of view, but obviously well-known from a banking and industry point of view. Can you talk about the history of Indebted and how it started? Yeah, definitely. So... The business is about coming at six, coming on seven years old now, um, was really founded from, uh, I guess, this concept that I saw from a prior business, which was that sort of the, the traditional debt collection model uh, was broken and, and broken on sort of multitude of fronts. But the three that really stood out was it, it was broken mainly and, and predominantly from a from a customer or consumer perspective. So the people, you know, sort of getting outreach from debt collectors were receiving a horrible experience that one was, that was not focusing on empathy or respect and and not really one that was grounded from a perspective of trying to help people, you know, get back on on track and then help them with their broader financial fitness. It certainly wasn't a, you know, seen as a great place to work. Um, you know, no one really wanted to to have that job title um, on their resume as a debt collector and for the obvious reasons that would, you know, come to that from a from a consumer perspective, but also not really from a career growth perspective or ability to actually sort of help people. And then the third part also was on a sort of supplier side or, or we look at it from a client perspective in that debt collection was really a, a utility and it's, you know, who could do sort of the, the best job for the cheapest price. And there wasn't really any focus on how you could do something different and certainly not how maybe you could use technology and, and data to do it better. So that was sort of the crux of, of the idea that sort of originated everything and then led into the founding uh, of the business today. And Josh, do you remember that that moment when you founded the business to to go out on your on your own in regards to finding a, a company name, finding a product, and getting that first bit of iteration out there? I do, yeah, I do. So the um the name actually came pretty quickly and easily for this one, which was good. And and when I when it sort of came out, I was like, yeah, this is this is definitely it. But um the the first sort of six seven months um, building the early prototype and. And getting the product together was, um, yeah, certainly an interesting journey. I think the part I remember most vividly was when you know someone actually paid their first debt, and I was like, okay, I can, you know, I can see how this is actually going to work and how this is going to scale. Um, obviously, there was a, a ton more work involved to actually make that happen, but no, they were they were interesting and, and fun times in the lounge room and coding and, and testing and selling. But it, uh, yeah, it, it was obviously a necessary part to get us where we are today. And Josh, as as the business built out, um, what do you think was sort of the catalyst or the driving force? Um, I mentioned, you know, customer service. I mentioned the process and technologies. There's lots of things that, that go into potentially potentially paying off a debt. What do you think you did differently in those early days to to get where you are now? So I think the the, the focus on technology was was key. Like I was obsessed from a product perspective on 
understanding sort of the the service design of debt collection and like where it starts from a you know file being received from a bank and, and going through to actually you know recovering an account and all the steps in between and really taking a look at that from a lens from a product perspective and thinking like how would we a be able to do this in a in a scalable way but also in an intelligent way and then i think that tied into the consumer piece and very early on and particularly probably in the first year or two there was a lot of skepticism particularly from our peers on the fact that the reason people were, you know, were not really treated with dignity and respect in this industry was that that didn't get the results. And so for me, the focus on was that the results would come through the technology, the data, and the ability to be able to do things in a very sophisticated and scalable way. And that in doing so, that would actually take over the heavy lifting on, on the sort of, you know, the piece that comes to sort of how you treat the consumer. Um, what I think probably I didn't expect was that we would be able to push that customer centricity piece so far that we'd end up in a point where, you know, consumers actually went out of their way to leave us positive reviews for a debt collection experience. That's mm. pretty mind-bending, but um, it certainly was where, where it started from. And from a consumer point of view, putting their hat on in regards to debt collecting, it sort of sounds a bit nasty initially, but then from that point of view in regards to not paying a particular debt, what are the outcomes that the consumer faces, I suppose, and what are you in educating them around in regards to, you know, payment plans and the way that you do your business? Yeah, so in terms of the, um, I guess, consequences or outcomes, they're predominantly driven by by the client. So, you know, what the client is willing to do in terms of pushing that that envelope. And, and obviously, that'll also have a context on what sort of product it is if we're talking about a, a secured product, like, say, a, you know, an auto loan versus, say, an unsecured product, um, you know, like a, say, a buy now, pay later account and and how that sort of everything in between that, that flows through. But the the thing for us and what we sort of grounded our sort of values on was that, we not only were we not going to sort of go down in threatening and intimidating behavior, but we also were not going to have a legal function. We were not going to sue people. We weren't going to bankrupt consumers. Like that just was not something that we would ever see as part of our proposition. And so that would sort of sit with our clients. I think what we've learned from the data is that the vast majority of people do want to pay these accounts and get them back on track. So that's really where we put our efforts in. We, we're not naive to the fact that there are people who may want to game the system and try and do that, but we just think that putting all of our you know, really smart people in our business to focus on the 1% doesn't really make sense. What we really want to do is focus on how we make it as easy as possible for the majority of the people who, who do want to get back on track. So we give them insights around obviously financial literacy. We give them, you know, obviously easy tooling to be able to go and sort of have these, um, I guess, you know, conversations and, and deal with these accounts. But the vast majority of what people want is to, to not have a conversation on the account and actually be able to self-serve their way through to a solution that's that works for them be it on a payment plan or, or paying that account in full. And, and that's really where we focus our efforts from a technology perspective and really removing the barriers for someone to to feel like they can have a conversation or at least engage about this topic. And that goes into a lot of the science that we do, particularly on the behavioral analytical side around how to best engage with a consumer to have this very sort of sensitive and difficult conversation. Now, I'd imagine the the, psychologic, the, the psychology behind it, as you mentioned, is, is critically important because if you do get a a call or, or someone representing saying you owe money, people automatically might think, A, firstly, is it a scam? Or secondly, B, yep. yes, I do owe that money, but I just don't I just don't want to deal with that. Yeah, exactly right. And so, you know, we I remember early on you're spending a ton of time on our website around thinking from a sales perspective. So how do I get more clients? You know, how do we get more people wanting to to use the indebted service? The reality is, and, and still is the case today, that over 90% of all of our web traffic is consumers who have received some form of message from us trying to vet, you know, are we real? And so mm -hmm. one of the very early things that we did was 
we, and we still do this today, our website is predominantly focused on the consumer. Yes, we have some content that's there for obviously careers and, and looking for, you know, to work at Indebted and also for our clients. But the majority of the content and majority of everything that's there is built around the consumer. And, and we also extended that in terms of when we started focusing on reviews and, and feedback. So to your point, you know, people will get a text message or an email or something from us and say, hey, who is indebted? We do what everyone does, which is jump on Google, type that in. The first thing we want people to see is, you know, nearly 2,000 five-star reviews. That's going to build confidence to go and read those reviews and see that other people like them have been able to have conversations about this stuff and, and get a result and then jump on a website that's built and tailored for them and then have a portal and tooling that, again, is centered around them and putting the best offers forward to, to helping them resolve that account. And Josh, we're sitting here in mid-August 2022. We'll take a snapshot of Indebted as a business as it, as it stands today. Can you give some high-level metrics around the business itself? Yeah, definitely. So um, we're about 250 people in the team globally. Um, we're a, f- a remote-first and globally distributed business. So um, we've got a good chunk of the team in Australia. We've got a, another b- actually bigger chunk in, in the United States now. But we have people in Canada. We have people throughout Europe um, or throughout Asia. Um, we, we hire you know, basically everywhere, wherever the best talent in the world is. And, and we, we are focused on having that sort of remote and distributed, though we do get together um, consistently. And we have some offices around the world as well. So that's on the team side. Um, you know, in terms of the, the sort of scale of the business, we, we're supporting actively over a million consumers around the world. Um, uh, engaging or paying accounts with indebted, um, billions of dollars of, of uh, accounts within our platform. We operate in five markets around the world, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US and the UK. Um, and from a sort of scale and a revenue perspective, you know, we've grown the business over 100% year over year. Our compounding growth rate for the last sort of four or five years has been about 150%. Uh, we're in the tens of millions of revenue now. Um, and yeah, we look, we're, we're very much on track and, and doing what we need to do. Um, obviously, always challenges, <laughs> you know, wh- whichever side it comes from. But, uh, you know, we've got, we've got a phenomenal team and, and a really sort of solid vision about what we want to do and we're executing to- towards that. And Josh, going back to when you first started the business, did you think the business was in a position today when you pinched yourself or you think, oh, this is just the beginning of where we can actually take the business? It, it's, it's both. I never would have in a million years imagined we would have got here um, in, in multitudes of different ways. I think there's that naivety that a young founder has and just says, Hey, I'm just going to run towards something and see how it works. And you know, I'm, I do pinch myself to think that you know, we are where we are today. Um, but in the same vein to, to what you mentioned, it's, I believe we are just scratching the surface. You know, it's, it's great that we, you know, we're in the tens of millions of revenue and that we're helping, you know, millions of people. But the reality is, is that there are hundreds of millions of consumers around the world in collections at any point in time. There's nearly 80 million people in the U S in collections at any given point. Um, there is, you know, giant incumbent agencies and, and businesses in our industry that are still, you know, major players. And the reality is they're running on these antiquated processes and approach that I just don't think will scale. And, and I'm really excited for the businesses that are, that are coming through in, in the future. You know, when I look at industries, particularly fintech as a whole, you know, when we started, it was very, very early days. Um, you know, I think if you think about buy now, pay later companies in Australia at the time, we're talking about early businesses that are just listed on the ASX, you know, fast forward today, you know, we're talking about multi-billion dollar exits from you know, giant technology companies, hundreds of millions of users. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing to watch that happen. And those businesses need something very different than the businesses in the past. And I think, you know, they, they, I, they're obsessed on the customer piece and that's something that aligns really well with what we do, but also there's a focus on, on running global businesses and collections as a whole has always been 
a regional business because of the complexities and also because of the compliance and the licensing piece. We've been able to sort of be the first to actually sort of turn that on its head and we put compliance into code and we we focus on how we automate those processes. And so what we're able to provide our clients is a, a solution that works irrespective of geography. And I think that if I think about the sort of finance businesses that are going to emerge in the next 10 years, I think they're inherently global by default and they're going to need something that's very different than sort of what, you know, the traditional banks may have needed sort of 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, and I think that just aligns perfectly with where where we're going as a business. And Josh, when you're not talking about collections and 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 coding and and legislations on multiple different countries, what uh, how do you switch off? Do you get to switch off? Do you feel like you switch off, or is everything kind of merged into one in terms of your life? It's. I, I think I could do a better job <laughs> on switching off, and I'm sure most people um, close to me w- would say that. I think I like. Indebtedness is, is is obviously my you know the number one focus for me when it comes to to you know a business side of things. But like entrepreneurism and, and investing and, and businesses in general is just something I'm passionate about. And so you know whether it's this or other smaller businesses, angel investing and other things that I do and helping other founders, like that is that is a huge part of you know what I just generally enjoy doing. I'm one of those weird people that likes reading business plans and P and Ls and balance sheets and just understanding the mechanics of how a business operates and then ultimately how it scales and when you get to witness, you know, really big scalable businesses that have made it that far, it's, it's pretty amazing and, and sort of eye-opening to witness. Um, so that's a big thing. And then outside of that, you know, sort of fitness and, and health um, is the other part, I think. Like in order to operate at the demands that sort of startups and scale-ups require, I think you've got to be, you know, in the right headspace, both physically and, and mentally. And I think that's a, a big part. And so for me, it's, you know, whether it's hiking, running, going to the gym, playing sports, like those are the other things that probably take up the vast majority of my week, if I'm not uh, in front of a in front of a computer looking at something related to indebtedness. And, and what's your what's your choice of exercise? What do you like doing the most in terms of exercise? It's varied over the years. Um, so I would say the big one these days is, is probably boxing, which I got into about three years ago and sort of got pretty immensely hooked on that, um, both as both a, I guess watching side of things, but also participating. Um, but you know, I think for the last yeah decade, it's been running, um, gym some sort of, yeah, something sort of tied to that. But I think if I had to pick one today that sort of certainly captured my attention over the last sort of three to four years, it's without question, it's boxing. And if I were to come down to Sydney and we'd go grab a bite together, what would be your favourite uh, favorite feed, mate? Ooh, uh, I'm definitely a steak guy. Mm. <laughs> um, definitely definitely hard to, to pass up a good steak. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, I'd say favorite cuisine Mexican, without question. Ah, right. Yes, a little, yeah, uh, a little so burrito or a little, uh, or, or not. Yeah, well, definitely, no, absolutely. Well, like Mexico in, in Sydney is a is a great restaurant, so that probably be the, my first protocol, I'd say. Well, there you go. They might just get a tag in this podcast, Josh, mate. Uh, on the, <laughs> there you go. Thanks so much for telling the indebted story from from the early days, the idea that you had, the concept, and and, and to where you are now. Congratulations on on your achievements thus far but as you mentioned in the podcast you feel like this is just the beginning and i really look forward to catching up uh, on your growth uh, geographically as well as um as from your team members point of view and uh, i wish you all the best no, i appreciate it chris and yeah thank you and i really enjoyed being on the podcast for more information on sub 11 jump onto our linkedin or email me chris at sub 11.com.au thanks for listening